Girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah. All right, another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Joe Swayful Bowen. Of course, he is Cedric Maxwell. We're doing this one on Zoom, Max. We don't usually do this. It's the first time we've done this in a long, long time. But uh, because of the Celtics got their asses handed to them Sunday, matinee style, I figured it was appropriate. Uh, we're doing this one right after the game. 105-75, the Knicks topped the Celtics. Uh, the Celtics team that had their all-star point guard back into the lineup, but uh, didn't do much, I guess, in this game, Mac. What do you think exactly happened there? We'll get to Kemba's afterwards, but first of all, what happened with the Celtics as a whole? What, what, what happened? Well, I just think it was one of those games. Uh, they didn't play well at all in every facet. Uh, they didn't defend the ball. They didn't rebound. Uh, um, 50-50 balls went 95-5 to five for the Celt- for, against the Celtics. Uh, Duncan Ro- um, um, uh, Robinson did a nice job of blocking shots around the rim. And the Celtics seemed to be getting frustrated and to the point where they started to complain a lot more about the officiating. You don't see that as much. You might hear Marcus say something, but Jalen Brown, uh, he ended up getting a technical, and uh, you don't see that with Jalen. Normie is a lot more reserved. So uh, there were a lot of things that didn't happen for them tonight. So let's get into Kemba. Um, for for me, I thought he passed the eye test with flying colors. I, I mean, the, what you see in the box score, what you give it, you know, take it or leave it. What, it is what it is. I was looking for how he's going to look attacking the rim, because that's how you can really help out this team, right? Putting up points on the board, but, but it's the manner in which he does it, right? And I thought he passed the test, especially in that first half. Uh, he had a steal early on. He was attacking the basket. He was finding big guys down low. Uh, Grant Williams got the start. Tristan Thompson got the start. He did have a handful of turnovers, but I thought for the most part, he looked pretty good. Um, I think that when I, I, I looked and I, I saw some of the things I saw about Kimber, it was the first play, I think one of the first plays of the game where he made a steal and he was reluctant to turn the Jets on and got in no man's land, kind of jumped into the guy and landed and, and walked. That was a sign. Jeff Teague, same thing. They had a break opportunity. Jeff Teague comes down before the half. He's dribbling, loses the basketball. They end up with a jump shot getting blocked. So it was just a combination of things that they just did not do well tonight. Kimba, from the eye test of uh, having foot speed, acceleration, there were some things about it I really liked. I didn't see the step back yet. I'm looking for the step back. Uh, but uh, once he gets that, I think he'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, jumping those passing lanes, you know, attacking the rim, I mean, that's what it's all about to me. Because in the postseason, even in the postseason, you saw him very reluctant to do that, whereas that was his bread and butter all season long, especially fourth quarter Kemba, where he was able to, you know, help this Celtics team carve out some wins throughout the course of the regular season. Yeah, I mean, that's Kemba in a nutshell. He's going to have to score the ball for you. But uh, without them, you know, missing one of those pieces tonight, one thing really, uh, I guess, stuck out with me was that when the Celtics got down, what they rely on is they rely on that crowd to get them back in, to get them going. That's not going to be there. And so they're going to have to, uh, I guess, manufacture more that crowd doesn't give them with their own players. 
you know, brands that lay back out their coaches, but the players have to get motivated that much more pumped up. Uh, you saw that uh, the other day, I guess, in, in the, the game before last when Taco hit the jump shots. I thought the players were doing cartwheels out on the floor, the guys on the bench. <laughs> so I was saying that, on the Celtics really, postgame show, I was like, yo, it looked like Rucker Park. Look like the in the, the street part, you know, the, all, all the guys going nuts mm-hmm. when someone breaks their ankles or whatever, or, or someone gets, you know, gets a three-point in their eye. <laughs> I'm going to ask you this, and this is going to be, I don't know when the NBA is going to address this, but they're going to have to address it at some point. The players who are on the bench coming on the floor after every, you know, great play. I mean, it's almost like a carnival out there when you see guys in there it's jumping good. around and three. I love it. I, Max, I, you, you know, you have to do that. So you, you're not supposed to have all those players on the court. They're actually on. I can see if they're in their little area, but they're running out right there and running on the court. So you yeah, have that's right, yeah, Max. That's, that's Rucker Park style. That's Rucker Park, might, man. Yeah, you ain't it. I like it. Rucker's Park is in Rucker's Park. This is <laughs> this is Boston. It ain't Rucker's Park. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, though, right? There's I'm no the crowd. Same. I understand about the going crazy, but there's it's just a point that I just don't I, I don't know. And even when I found a player who isn't even playing, he's orchestrating all the moves and spinning <laughs> around and showing how the guy is shooting. I'm at the point right now. I'm just tired of that. Especially when you got guys who aren't even playing in the game. I mean, you might have the 13th guy out there doing some. Michael Jackson moonwalk. I don't know. I'm seeing. <laughs> all right, this is a little disrespectful. All right, Max. So you're gonna you gonna act like when ML Carr was waving that towel on the court, you wasn't loving that. He didn't go. He didn't get on the court. ML Carr did not get on the court. He was not orchestrating. I mean, I can understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying <laughs> that's, every, that's the modern version. The every modern version single person, every single player, continues to do that, and now it's getting from my IHS. I, it, it's just taken away. I mean, you, you watch college basketball now, and they had one of those teams, they had routines they were doing. They were falling down together, or, or you know, everybody would do Each row, row, has their row, own row, your, row, row, row your boat. And I'm like, okay, all right, wait a minute. Is this happening? They're getting, getting to a point now where they're showing the bench instead of what's happening in the game. That yeah. to me is crazy. What'd you think of the taco thing? I, I thought I thought the three pointer. I thought that the, the celebrating was too much for the three pointer. That's too much. He's not a clown show. Come on, man. Don't don't go nuts off of that. That is spazzing like that if Jalen Brown that, banked dude, in the that three. Is, that's what I'm talking about. Now you on my? Isn't that Rucker Ball you're talking about? But no, that crossover when he crossed over and he went straight to the rim and dunked it. That yeah, I'm I'm going on my seat for that one. That was different. The second one is different. When he hit when he hit the three. It was it was almost like I wanted to see like the players are gonna somebody has to get on the trampoline and do somersaults. Like lucky, right? Like the like, mascot. Okay, come on, man. Come on. Too much. Too much. Too much. Get the trampoline out of here. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that mean, I mean, that's why Lucky and the and the dunk crew is there. The dunk that's crew. Why, that's why they're there, you know, in the game that now the players are are taking over from them. Uh, you know what, Max? I'll give you this much though. You can't do something like that, you know, blow out wind, celebrating like that, and then drop a drop a dud like this because of the New York Knicks, man. Well, I, I don't care. I'm yeah, who you are. No, you can't drop a dud. That that's 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 not cool at all. But 
I, I'm just looking at the theatrics from all these players, and you know. But then again, I'm the old man, and I'm the old man in the street going, "You boys, I'm telling you now, somebody's <laughs> gonna get their eye poked out. They keep doing this, so maybe that's just me." And and, and you know, here, Sonny. I'm that old dude, you know, that you see, hey, hey, young man, come here. Let me talk to you for a minute. Yeah, you got to drop the young man or the sonny. Come here, sonny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, son, come, come here, son. I ain't your damn, and you know, these days, you know what, brothers go, ain't your damn son. <laughs> I know, they'll take it personal. They don't get the lingo. That's true. Well, only, I, only, ling, only lingo they get is when somebody calls them poppy. That's all. That's your favorite I, nickname. I swear. If, I think that's I, your favorite I, sports I, nickname. <laughs> I, I think I want to be a little uh, Dominican or Honduranian or whatever it might be because <laughs> I hear more of that right now. So say, Poppy. What's up, Poppy? Come here, Poppy. Honduran. And it's really funny. I was over at this restaurant in. Um, I thought about you, a restaurant that was in Roxbury, Dorchester, and it was called Flames. And, hey, that's uh, and, a great spot. Ooh. And the lady asked me, said, okay, Poppy, what you want now? What is your <laughs> I was like, damn, this is Joe Sway's spot. Poppy. No, no, no. Now you see why I don't call David Ortiz that. You see? Yo, you see? Yo, yo, it hit, it yo, hits different when a woman says to you, right? Yo, Poppy. Yo, Poppy, I'm like, uh, <laughs> wait a minute, are we eating here or are we going to do something else? Hold on a minute, girl. Hold up a minute, man. This is an eating, I think this is an eating establishment. <laughs> it's a family spot, no? Yeah, but you know, if somebody come walking around to my, oh, anything, what's, what, 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 what do you need? What else not, Poppy? What else not, Poppy? <laughs> Then it's not probably. I was like, okay, all that's right. That comfort. That's that love, man. There you go. You was at a good spot then. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone's talking about this big three in Brooklyn. And I'm like, yo, just wait till this Celtics team is completely healthy because they got a big three too. But all that aside, they didn't make a, a, a great statement on Sunday. What do you make of this, of this of what's going on in Brooklyn, man? I, I feel like you you sort of predicted this thing. And now it's here. Well, I think that you can see it. And now what happens when you – the thing to me is what, hap, what happens when you add the other piece. That's going to be the difference. James Harden, when he had nine turnovers, when he had a triple-double, uh, you know, a, a triple-double 30 uh, with his new team. So there's no doubt that, you know, he could fit in and play well. And what you do see is really who's back is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is back, brother, in a serious way. And if he stays healthy, and if there's somehow you can mm, form Kyrie in the mix and bring him back on board, man, you would have a dangerous club there. I, I, that's a I big F, Max. That's a huge yeah, F, though. Yeah, it is. But I think that's why Brooklyn decided to make that move even more so with insurance right now. That you know, I, I, I even saw some people saying that Kyrie should shut it down for the year. I saw people saying that about Kyrie, and I am, you know me, I'm a huge Kyrie Irving fan. But there's something just a little off right now. Right, that is going on with Kyrie. From, even for Kyrie, right? This is from, this is yeah, from from the emotional and yeah. the, the mental standpoint. You remember we looking at movie and I'm. And I hopefully, hopefully this comes out right. But you remember when there, there was a movie one time that Tom Hanks did, and uh, it was called Forrest Gump. And yeah. a gentleman came to uh, Forrest Gump's house, 
and was uh, trying to talk to his mom. And he said, Forrest is right here. And the curve is right. There's something just a little off about it. And that's, <laughs> it, 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 it seems to be that way right now with Kyrie. Even to the point where you think about Kyrie Irving decided that he was going to go to a party, to go to his own birthday party or whatever that was, dance with his sister. Yes, this is without without a mask on, and it already informed the team. They had asked him, "Say, like, are you going to?" No, I don't want to play. Why? I don't really feel good. I don't feel like playing right now. You don't play. What is that? How that goes? But you're okay with going to a party, dancing without a mask on, which cost him almost supposedly it cost him about eight hundred thousand dollars for this. Um, uh, indiscretion, should we say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? It, it confused me because, like other things in the past with Kyrie, it, it completely contradicted what I thought he was saying about the bubble. And of course, you know the whole bubble thing, him not wanting to go. That was more political, I guess. I, I get that part of it, you know. But he also made a part. You know, he, he emphasized how much of this pandemic and how it just it was unsafe. So, so for someone like him to say that and then get caught on video, you know, in a group of people with no no one. Yeah. There, I mean, I, mean that, I, I don't get the sense behind that. I mean, that's the oxymoron uh, and that you talk about when you have a guy like Kyrie who's well-spoken, thinks about what he's saying about the bubble, but at the, in the same breath goes to a party without a mask on in a club. What club? First of all, let me know. What Where'd you find this club? What clubs are open that they're playing music and you're dancing? I don't know. No, when when I saw the video, I was like, is this a throwback video? Like, people partying like this? Where is this? You're at a venue. I mean, you're talking New York or whatever, and New York is their, you know, their degree of COVID is very, very high. And people got, there's people who own, uh, you know, clubs that that they're trying to uh, open unannounced and like on the low and these guys have court case now you know they, they have this new york is cracking down big time a lot a lot of these venues saying that enough is enough well i'm just saying there are places that you used to go back in the day that you know you're probably on the low low right now i might have to roll with you so you know i can go but i'm gonna have a mask on but you know i just want to know where the low low is, is i it, thought you had the spot max I ain't got it, it, you know because that was the one time i went to a club and last time i actually went to a club was must have been about a year ago. Uh, some frat oh, brothers exactly of mine what you're talking about. Yeah, Omegas came to the game, and yeah, yeah, and they yeah, like meet yeah. us down at Slades. That was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not really sure, you know, but you know, okay. <laughs> and I came down there, walked in the door. The first person I see is Jason Tatum. I'm like, you know what? It's time for me to get the hell out of here. What is this? <laughs> At that time, what's a 64-year-old 64 man doing in the same club that a 21-year-old man is in? I mean, I ain't want what he wanted, and then he came on to me. Max, the chicken wings are really good here. But, uh, okay. All right, let me – Yo, best wings in Boston, bro. Best wings yeah, in Boston. Yeah, yeah, time to go home, bro. Get me out of here. Let me go home. I'm good. <laughs> Them wings slap. But I know he didn't get any ranch dressing on it, though. He don't like ranch. He hates yeah. ranch. Yeah, you know what? You were fine, Max. You know why? Bob Kraft was kicking it with Meek Mill, bro. <laughs> Trust me, the age gap was way, way 
You know, compared to those two, compared to you and Tatum, way, way bigger, man. Way bigger. You now, good. Good. that part is true. I'm just and, – and also, you said that is true, but also maybe the ethnic part might be different, too. That you yeah. got a, a 75-year-old white man dealing with Meek Mills, who's in his 30s with a chain on. That gap all of a sudden just triples. Yeah, right? Meek Mills gives him one. I'm like, at least, you know – that that same color flavor, you know, I pretty much have with Tatum. I, I can say that, but damn. What are they talking about, right? Really? And, okay. Bob, you know, Bob, me, what's up, me? What's good, me? What's up, uh, man? How the kids? Like, it was a guy, I, I played cars recently, and there was a guy who was talking to me. The, I think it was, he was, think he was Italian. He said, what's the matter for you? I was like, what's, what's the matter for you? I was like, damn. I said, you, you talking that, that noise now, man. I love it. You can say that or they'll be like, uh, oh, that kid was like, that, this guy's half an idiot. What does that mean? He's an idiot yeah. or is he not? Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's smart or ain't smart. So I, I think that, you know, this is the NBA, right, man, to me is, are they at the point where they might have to start thinking about going back in the bubble? I'm hearing rumors right now about this next game the Celtics have on their their docket is the Philadelphia game. I heard mm-hmm. that Philly might Philly is going to probably Philly postponed this last game. game. Yeah, they, they postponed and, and, uh, Sunday, and it might be affected. That might affect them for uh, trace testing uh, for Wednesday's game. So that game could be in jeopardy. So here here's the skinny with that. How many? How many games are the Celtics going to have to make up at yeah. the end of the year? This schedule is already clustered already. This is the yeah. first three days we've had since the season has started. Sunday, you don't play until to Wednesday. You have another game off. How are you going to fit those games in? So you might have some some weeks where you're going to play five games in seven days, and, and that's going to be yeah. crazy. I think the NBA anticipated this, but I don't know if. I don't know if they're so eager to go right to the bubble, though. I think that may be the end game, whether we're talking the end of the season or similar to what we saw last year, the playoffs. The playoffs at this point, if, if it doesn't get any better, you almost have to have a playoff bubble. And whether well, that means you finish the rest of the season or that means you you you, you chop the other half and, and just, you know, play the makeup games, that could be what we see. I think one thing, Sean Grandy, my broadcast partner, made a, a, a pretty good observation and statement, and he said – Maybe the NBA should have started at the beginning of the season by being in the bubble since everything is so contagious right now, the yeah. first half of the season, and then come out of the bubble in the second half of the season after, you know, the vaccinations and things start to die down. Right. You know, you know, right. Did you, how'd you feel about what Charles Barkley said that the players right now should go out and they should be able to, to jump the line and get their COVID shots uh, because they uh, they affect the economies more than anybody else. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's that drastic yet. I don't think it's that I got to that point. It's close to it, but I do think that the NBA, if this continues within the next, I don't know, this week, I would say they have to seriously consider having to stop it. Whether that means two weeks where everyone quarantines for 14 days or whether that means a month. I mean, as, as teams or as, as games are getting postponed, this is starting to affect records, you know, and, and at the end of the season, if a team is a few games short of his playoff seed or 
you know, a bracket would be the complexion of a bracket would change dramatically if they had won three or four games and those games were connected to COVID, you know, uh, protocol. Then that's a that's a big blow for the league, and that's a huge blow for the for, for teams that are you know try on the bubble, so to speak. Well, here's the thing: I believe, I believe that you think about what happened last year in the season being stopped and then coming back in the bubble. I thought there's, you know, maybe there might be an asterisk the way the games were played in the bubble. To me, they were more in line to what I see now because I see so many blowouts. I see so many different things happening that it's like the bubble, the way they played in the bubble, I think that the quality of basketball was better in the bubble than it's been right now outside the bubble. Uh, I agree with that. And the thing that, you know, to me, if you're a player, what is the difference now in being being in the bubble? And, you know, Mm -hmm. because if they're telling me right now that I can have some of my family at the game in a bubble situation and they're safe and they have to quarantine and you go from there, what's the difference in then you being not being in the bubble and being here in Boston and they're telling the players that they can't leave their house. Right. I mean, there. What what is the difference? I'd rather be in the bubble where I can do all these different things. I can be safe. I can be me. I can do all these Compete. different things. I can be in yeah. my work environment. I can have my family there. But right now, the environment you're in is that you're here in Boston. You might as well be in Orlando or wherever it is because you can't go out in Boston. The only thing that right. you're, you're supposed to do right now is drive to the arena or drive to the practice facility. And that's it. I'd rather be in one place. And I think that, you know, it would be that much better. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, Max. I think another thing to, to consider also is, is how uh, strict the bubble was in the beginning, right? No family, no friends. I don't know if that would necessarily be the case now, because to your point, right, you have the NBA saying, Oh, if you want to bring a guest to the game, you know, family member or whatever, that's fine. I don't think the NBA would ever even consider that, you know, in the mm-hmm. bubble. So I think a lot of the whole, you know, players being away from their families, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think those those first three weeks were generally difficult for these guys. But maybe now things are different. And maybe you can have your spouse or your kids or a friend or a girlfriend, you know, and that, that could ease the whole process. Well, we know so much more about COVID than we did before. So That's true. I think, yeah. I think in, in, in that light, instead of me being trapped in my home or trapped in a city or you're now missing games or guy, look at me guys. This is what, this is what I really believe. How many guys got COVID while they were in the bubble? It was like, not a lot, but almost, almost none, none, almost none. Yeah. Well, they arrived the quarantine and then they were fine. Compare, compare to now. Yeah. How many guys have gotten have gotten COVID? And does, is it is it is 13? it going to take? Here's the, here's the thing, and God forbid this happens, but let's put it out there: What happens if a guy gets COVID to the point where he um, succumbs because of COVID? Now what? Now what do we do? That's right. why, to me, it will be I'd be hard pressed to say I wanted to be in a bubble again, but if it's but if it's I'm safe in a safe environment, playing in that way, I could, I think I'd rather do it that way. I, I would rather do it in that fashion. 
because yeah. you're not giving me there, there's no advantage to being home right now. You know, you're with your family. Now you now your family's getting COVID. You're getting COVID. Right. I think it's, then, I think the advantage is in the in, in the organizations though, Max. You know? I, I mean a, a lot of these uh, most of these arenas they don't have uh fans coming to the games, but I think they they're still hoping on that and they still want to sell these tickets, you know. Southern's been teasing it for months, you know, when they come back, you know, get on that waiting list because they're going to come back. They're going to come back. And yeah, now but they're, I mean, they're at a point gonna... where that's okay, not realistic I... anymore. Well, here's, here's the thing. Yeah, everybody does want to do that. But how many people did you have at the Patriots game this year? None. How many people, how many people did you have at the Red Sox game this year? None. Yeah. But what about Florida, Celtics though? Game? I mean, they have Bruins game. What about Florida? What happened, yeah, well, what happened after the Celtics with the Florida? That's, that's, that's when all and, this COVID thing happened. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you just made my point, big fella. You just exactly. made my point. Yeah, man. When I mean, they, what they have? 1,200 fans? 1,200 fans. Uh, what happened when you the Celtics had been doing well until they went to what was it Orlando and no it was um, excuse me well, Tampa, Toronto and Orlando Tampa the Raptors, Tampa, Tampa now right. Tampa and they went to where was the next place they went oh I know where'd they go Josue Miami oh man what with the party's on. You, to break it down, and you are you are always a conspiracy theory person. <laughs> you so, was on this. I mean, I mean I you are, you're not connecting any kind of dots here at all because they tell you now in, in the restaurants in Miami in that area you can eat outside. There's no place, not few few places in America that you're eating outside at this at this time of the year. Miami is one of them. So if you have more than one person in a restaurant setting in Miami, do you think it's going to turn into a party or a club? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, look, look what happened when Alabama won that football game uh, and they beat Ohio oh, State. Oh, when they all rushed, rushed the field, yeah. Uh, rushed the field. They were, out in, they were out in the city, man, just – you know, buck wild, just you know, do, <laughs> doing the thing, and you know, with with no mask on. I mean, there's certain places like I think that's what happened in Orlando and Florida that they wanted to tighten up everything because a lot of coaches go down there and they say, "Well, wait a minute, do they have COVID down here?" Because a lot of people are down there without masks on. This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. It's a big, big, big weekend, guys. You know the vibes. Championship, NFL Championship weekend. We got the Buccaneers going up against the Packers. You already know. Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady. NFC Championship, big money on the line. And BetOnline.ag is your best place to go to win big money. Get all your information that you need, everything to gear you up for the weekend. And make sure you use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus for all you first-timers out there. The AFC Championship is the Bills versus the Chiefs. Head to BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code CLNS50 for your 50% welcome bonus. That's CLNS50. For your 50% welcome bonus, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You think about it this way, would you go out right now in Los Angeles? No, nah, probably hell, not. Hell no. You know, <laughs> Absolutely not. Not the way COVID is now, and, and you could just look at this nation 
until, you know, people start getting the vaccine, I think that, uh, you know, that's when things are going to change. But right now, they're, they're really not. It's just, it's really a, it's just really a, a touch and go. And, and that, to me, is unfortunate. You know, this thing, uh, you know, the, the the first time I was able to take in a game at TD Gardens, this whole thing happened was, was Sunday. And uh, it's different. You know, you feel almost that tension. You, you talked about it the first time you went, and you told me how – weird it is and how awkward and off it is mm-hmm. and you, you feel that and, and I think uh you know I, I thought it was funny uh, uh Bobby Manning it was uh, the post game show he's like man you know you're so far away from the players I'm like man this is where I want to be I don't want to be nowhere near the players are you kidding me man I don't want to what would you you think I want a one-on-one with Kemba right now Absolutely. Yeah, I'll do my job from here Kemba we'll talk when we can I got a couple questions for you but I, hey we'll do it through zoom all right that's it well that's anything. that that is that's the way of the world right now that's different why, over there, man. And, and that's the only reason that was so different again when when they were down in Orlando. The fact that they were uh, could you have two or three environments like that that can be sterile? Uh, maybe you'd have to work at it in that way. Uh, NHL, look what they've done in the fact that um, they have Canada is not allowing teams to come from the states, but, uh, mm-hmm. vice versa. So. What they mm-hmm. did, they formed their own, you know, Canadian-like league up there, and they stay, you know. So we'll see how those things go with, uh, you know, all the testing and all that. So uh, it's just crazy. Definitely, definitely. We'll see what happens with the Celtics team on the road. Kemba is back. Uh, you know, I, I think it, the progression from this team with Kemba in there is, is, is humongous. I mean, obviously, barring any other setbacks, we'll see. But, Max, I'm sure you can say, you know, you can attest to this more than – more than anyone is, you know, a former NBA player, former champion, that injuries, they happen. And even though Kimba's back, God forbid, if something else were to happen, that could be it. So we'll see. You know, hopefully that's not the case. Kimba's back. Look pretty good. Now I want to see the overall flow. What happens when Taysom exactly. comes back? Because right. you think of it, Jalen Brown has been the best player on this team. Tonight was a subpar performance from where Jalen has been. Right. I mean, That's we're talking about the Jalen Brown to me, which was it's been playing at an all star level. Uh, and uh, if I had to pick an all star, you know, early on, he'd be the all star. He'd be the MVP of this team right now. Uh, Agreed. Today, hopefully today was just a, a little little bump and he, he comes back in form. Yeah, but those are those are so rare, you know, out of Jalen, which is a good thing. I always say, you know, his efficiency is, is, is so rare and, and, and star talent nowadays in the NBA, you know. Yeah, I had I, a question I had for you. They were talking the other day. They were talking about the Philadelphia team, and they were saying that Simmons had a chance to come down and shoot the jump shot and try to win the game. Didn't do it. Came down, down dribbling, and gave the ball to somebody else. I gave it to Shake Milton. Yeah, I remember you saying to me, you said, Doc Rivers is going to make him shoot the jump shot. Uh, okay. okay, It's going to be gradual, Max. Gradual. 13 games in. in. Tell me how many he's taken so far this year. Max, how many threes was Rondo taking when when, when KG Uh, and and Ray came in? Rondo, All right, but by 09, he was taking more, right? By 2011, he was taking more than anyone ever thought he would. How many years has he been in the league right now, Josue? That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. How he got, many years he only, has he's only had Doc for a couple of months. How many years? Had, what years is this for him right now? Four? Five? 
Well, four because of his injury. Was Simmons four, and he's been he was a rookie really... for like three years. Remember the game? So, the award so he's really been in essentially almost five years in the NBA, and still hasn't started shooting the jump shot. And you said it's gradual. Like, okay, when he gets to year ten, is he going to start taking no. two a game? The problem was they needed to surround him with more shooters, and now that he has it, he has no excuses now. So if that ball swings his way, and he's got an open look, a mid-range jump shot. I think little by little he'll start taking it. I don't know if he's going to start knocking him down. You know, he won't be like a – Just wait. He's outside not – get, get, get this in your head. He's not going to take jumpers. He, he feels, has to. He feels comfortable. His his zone of being comfortable is driving towards the hole, getting the little jump hooks, doing all those things. He shoots them, and I've seen him shoot them in practice where, you know – he is just lighting them up or he's warming up. He's knocking these shots down. But I've seen I, – I don't think I've seen maybe one or two times where he looked like he was comfortable, where he came down, set his feet, got his shoulders square, and then launched one and knocked it down and just have a seen You know what I think sometimes? I think he's shooting with the wrong hand, man. I, I think he's convinced himself. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> That's why – Are I you so trying serious. to say – wait a minute. Are you trying to say he's 23, 24 years old now and he's just he he's just learning he's right-handed instead of left-handed? I think so. Everyone okay. put in his head that it's an advantage to be left-handed. So he's like, oh, no. I gotta be left-handed. You know, okay. I gotta come off the ranks like, like this. Only you would come up with a theory like that, Josue. That, you well, know. Max, what do you mean? You ever heard of Markel Fultz? That dude oh, forgot yeah. how to play, how to shoot a basketball, man. These things. Well, Markel Fultz, the thing about him, he, he injured his shoulder. So he was trying to reinvent his shot and, and being hurt. And then we got to give a shout out to him because, you know, he's out right now for, I think, the entire year. Yeah, the so, whole year. Man, what, what, a, what, that was, that was, what a difference when you think about that, man. What, what oh, a, I, th- I thought you were going to say, what a, what a way to kick a man when he's down. My bad. No, I'm, I, keep looking at, <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep looking at that Philly move and going, just, I mean, if I'm Philadelphia – and uh, I get that. I get the trade with the Celtics, and I give the Celtics up. I think I might did the old switcheroo. No, we're not going to take Tatum. All right, give me a thing. Uh, we're taking uh, Philly announces they're taking Jason Tatum. Like, <laughs> Just snatch him, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Danny would have had a fit. But I, I don't know if it's a gentleman's agreement or how do you do nah, that? Danny, Danny's got to have that thing in right. I swear. He must. Do you? I don't think it can be put in writing. I mean, I've never heard of it happening that way. Like, I've never heard of someone not honoring that. That sort of thing on, on draft day. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a, isn't it a new era right now in honoring tradition? Isn't the president of the United States right now not going to the new president's inauguration? For the first time ever. For the first time ever? Isn't this the first time in the history that the president of the United States has gotten impeached? Dose! Two times. Those best. So, so it, it, I mean, there are things right now that are, you know, are really different. And if I'm Philadelphia, you think of that. That's just, it, can you imagine Philadelphia with Jason Tatum instead of oh, Pope? Man. No one would give a damn about Simmons shooting, man, if they had had, uh, Tatum on that team. Gentleman's agreement. I'll tell you what, I've been like this. I'll tell you what you can do with that agreement right now. Uh, Here, give this to the commissioner. Uh, Philadelphia takes uh, Jason. Man, Danny probably would have had a kitty cat. (laughs) 
course he would have. Uh, and you still got another pick out of the deal. Classic. Yeah, that that deal goes down in history. Oh, it is. But you know, you we're going to talk about some of these deals that people have made, and you going, man. And the Celtics seem like they've been the team that has had more of those deals go their way than maybe other teams. You know, to get Kevin Garnett or uh, Al Jefferson, to get Paul, to get um, Paul Pierce right. dropped it. Paul Pierce drops from what was supposed to be two to, or 10, at least top five, to yeah. 10 for you. Uh, you get uh, Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish with Joe Barry Carroll. Uh, I mean, these are some deals that you look at and go, my God, look at when Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett went to Brooklyn and the Celtics got three first round draft choices and they were unprotected. I mean, you, you're just really looking at some situations which have been devastating for a lot of different teams. But the, the Celtics always seem like they've been on the good ship instead of the bad ship. And this Jason Tatum is the latest one. Jason Tatum, Markel, folks, they will forever be tied. And you can see one kid as an, as an all-star, maybe Hall of Famer one day, and the other kid, Markel, folks, is a guy who's going to be struggling. He might hope, I hope he finds his niche. He was Me playing too. pretty good. He was playing pretty good down in Orlando. But there's nobody in the NBA or nobody in the world right now that was said, okay, let's make a trade right now for Markel Folks and uh, Jason Tatum. And nobody will be in that line. No, man, I want to go down in history. And, you know, I'll never forget seeing Fultz at the at the Garden. Remember, he got a tour, he had like an interview. He was saying how much he felt like he belonged there. But I'll never, I always remember what Danny Ainge said at the interview, though. And I remember we talked about this before. He just, something that always stuck, stuck with me when he said, uh, there's nothing I, we learned from him that we didn't already know. I'm like, wow. hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, that's that. I mean, don't usually reveal that much about a about a prospect. You know, I mean, that's pretty good because I, I think about Brad when Brad was sitting around. He was talking about getting Marcus Smart. He said, "What we learned from Marcus Smart is that he competed." on every single play. Right. And, you have to and, learn something from that and guy. And so like you learn, you normally learn something from those experiences. Man, last time I saw, last time we got together, I think we, we must have recorded like four or five episodes, man. We were just going in for like a few hours. So it's good to get back on the mic with you. Yeah, man, absolutely. Let's cut it. And we, we'll give a last shout out to, we, you and I know a guy, gentleman in common. His name was uh, Jose. And he worked in the kitchen where you and I have eaten many times at the Boston oh, Garden. Uh, very good chef. And he passed away uh, from COVID. So somebody that we know that we're feeling for his family. I'm hoping right now I just talk to some of the people there in uh, um, the garden. And I'm hoping that uh, going to be able to make some kind of donation to him and his family. That's great, Max. Yeah, no question, man. Shout out to Jose, man. Um, you, you told me the news before we got on the mics, and I was really taken back. Uh, I don't think there's a day, uh, a single game that I covered TD Garden where I didn't speak to Jose at least once or twice. Well, uh, yeah, you such you a know, friendly guy. I don't think he had a day off, Max. I don't think he ever took a day off, so he was always there. Yeah, I mean, he was always. cooking. He was cooking for the Celtics. He was cooking yeah. for the Bruins, and he's cooking for any other activities which came in the building. So uh, it's just going to be again. You you miss people. And that's why I always like to point out the, the the smaller people. You know, one of my favorites of all time was Spider. And Spider, Spider Lawfell, he was the guy who swept the floor uh, for oh, the Boston okay. Celtics for many, many years. It was one of the first black men 
to ever uh, be over the bull team, the bull gang, which they put the floor down. He was a foreman. So that's uh, it's just you. You always talk about those small people that you uh, you know that are or kind of not small people, but the people who are behind the scenes. And right. it's my opportunity for me to give them a shout out. You know, those are the people that I always see, uh, Doc Rivers, Paul Pierce, when he was still playing, you know, always salute those guys, you know, because they, they spent enough years here that they knew that, you know, those guys, you see them every day. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, Max, that was a good way to, to close this one out, man. All right. Shout out to Jose. All right.